I was I was late. Yeah, you're always late. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, Catherine, here's a very simple question for you. Okay. Java or bedrock? Huh? Java or bedrock? Java, like coffee? Coffee. Oh, for the love of God, you have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? Uh-uh. Okay, just to put things in context, this is the email I woke up to this morning from one of the biggest, most powerful companies in the world. They sent me this email. Okay. Can you even guess what e- what company it was? The biggest, most powerful company in the world. I said one of. I didn't say the biggest. I said oh, one, one of. of. Yes. Was it Meta? <laughs> no. They don't, why would they send me email? I don't know. Was it... I hate um, them. I, don't allow, I, I literally don't allow them to send me email. Was it Tesla? No. Was it Twitter? Twitter is almost completely irrelevant. <laughs> I don't know. You're like, bad at I, this game. Microsoft? Yay, you got it. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, I got that email from Microsoft. And I was thinking, is Microsoft having a stroke? This seems like a really strange thing <laughs> to be emailing me. But I, under- I actually understood it completely and immediately what they're referring to because okay. I'm a kid at heart. And so they were talking about Minecraft. Okay. Do you know Minecraft? It's a game, right? It is a game. And okay. um, they Microsoft bought it several years ago for some ridiculous m- amount of money, like $5 billion or a billion dollars, or wow. sorry, $500 million or, or okay. a billion dollars, something like that. And I, I think it's important to put it in context. Okay. Minecraft was started by just one guy, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. Okay. And all it was was a really simple game where he turned the whole world, or he built a world out of like one meter by one meter blocks. Everything was just a block. It was and, it pre-Roblox? Yes. What do you think Roblox is based on? I don't know. I just know this by, because I hear it. If you want to go to the source, it's originally Minecraft. and so. Uh, but it's very simple. It's just a blocky world. And his very first game that he released was just using a pickaxe to break the blocks. Oh. I love the simplicity of that. This guy, just he just woke up one morning and said, you know, I want to make a video game. And I'm going to start off real simple. I'm just going to start by breaking blocks. And you could tunnel. And then like the upgrade to that was, well, you can break a block. And once you break it, you can put it in your inventory. And then you can use it. You can reuse it to build something. So if you break a, like 10 blocks, you can use those blocks. You can, you can place them down in the world somewhere else and make a house or do whatever you want with it. Make a tree. So it was a world-building game? It eventually became the world-building game. Oh, you know, I didn't know You go know from that either. to having different kind of blocks you can you can break. And then he added this other part where you can start crafting different things from different blocks. You could get materials from the blocks like iron ore or coal. And you can use coal to create a furnace to make your iron, smelt your iron ore to make swords. Fascinating. Or, it was, I thought it was fascinating. Yeah, no, it, it's mildly fascinating. Yes, I can see it. So anyways, fast forward several years, it becomes right. a huge phenomenon, uh, and Microsoft buys it for a ridiculous sum of money. Just a stupid game that started as, as someone's mind dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then when Microsoft bought it, you know, they've done pretty well with it, but they, they took the original, which was based on Java, which is a, a scripting language or a computing language that can be cross-platform, which was kind of sucked, but it worked because it was cross-platform. Okay. They created their own version called the Bedrock version, which ran natively on their own stuff, uh, you know, um, on the Xbox and on, on Windows. And so this question is, which version do you want to play? And there's like, oh, you can play both because you own both now. Yeah, I know I own both now already. Anyway, it's just a, it's a silly thing. But it's just one of those things. You wake up and you see emails like that. And it's like, what am I supposed to do with this? It's just a weird way to start the morning. That was a weird way to start the morning for me was too. That, was that too much for the uh, the podcast? No, that was not too much. I okay. think you brought a whole new perspective of the tech geek world. And I thought you were talking about coffee because it's morning and I needed some. 
and Java generally refers to coffee. Right. And I had no idea. I've never heard of the other one. What was it? Bedrock. Bedrock. If you mine far enough down in the game, in Microsoft, you hit bedrock, which is a block that you cannot break. Oh, no. The only unbreakable block in the game. So I'm sure you heard Java, which to you meant coffee. You heard bed, which means, oh, I can go back to sleep. And you heard rock, and you said, oh, that's what James's head is full of. Well, I, I was actually thinking of Fred Flintstone. <laughs> you like to think about him, don't you? I love Fred Flintstone, the Jeez, whole thing. That's crazy. Can you watch that anywhere? I don't know, but he was kind of a block, wasn't he? He was like kind a little square thick. block. But all the characters were like little boxes, weren't they? They looked like no, boxes with that. The guys were all thick boxes, and the women all had the hourglass. They had no waist, and they had, you know, they got bigger above and below, but no waist, so they were completely unrealistic. But still fell in love with Betty, so what are you going to do? Betty. Mm, Betty. Such Betty a Betty. Rubble. Betty Rubble. Yeah, you said you, you were in love with Betty Rubble. I am yeah. in love. Love doesn't die. It doesn't go away. Oh, you am. There's love. no expiration. Okay. I am. Yes, I am. I are in love okay. with Betty Rubble. Oh, Ooh, we should teach English as a second a good, language. Would that be a good t-shirt? I are in love with Betty Rubble. Probably not. No. Thanks. No. Oh, oh, I've got to do a quick shout out. What's that? I had some plumbing work done again by George Brazil Plumbing. They came in and they had a work here a couple days and they did all kinds of cool stuff to my house and, <laughs> the and there's more to come. <laughs> I know, plumbing. They, I'm sorry, did they put an aqueduct in your front yard? No, they just fixed like those things that turn off water if it, if something happened, the shutoff valves and they had to reconfigure my um my brand new, I I will I will say, water tank because evidently it wasn't installed correctly, much to my chagrin and I was very grateful. Because, and one of the guys, Ernesto, yeah, thank you, Ernesto and Nicholas, for coming out and being so delightful. We had fun over, like, two days. It was, like, fun actually watching them plumb my house. Yeah, Ernesto said at one point, yeah, this could, you know, the, there's no expansion tank or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, and I said, well, could it explode? And he said, well, maybe. And then, and I instantly said, well, that would solve a lot of problems. <laughs> and I don't think he found it funny. He just kind of looked at me and, you know, there started our relationship. Anyway, but no, they were absolutely wonderful. So thanks. But Nicholas started listening to our podcast as we were, as he was, as they were working. And that was kind of funny. And at one point he just blurts out, I'm a grocery store superstar too. (laughs) Make a t-shirt. That's a t-shirt. Yeah. Okay. I think that's lining up to be a t-shirt. Thank you, Nicholas. You know, so anyway, so thanks to George Brazil. Love doing business with you. Well, you'll definitely be back because I have plumbing galore here to deal all right, with. That's, and, that's um, all well and good. I appreciate you, you you doing that. But you can't say it was cool because that's just regular. Cool? You're plumbing. You, that, that's just regular plumbing. And if you put a fountain or something in, then you can talk about it being cool and awesome. No. But if you're just putting expansion tanks so your house won't blow up, that's that's practical. No, it was cool because at least I don't have a, a house blowing up anytime soon. That would be exciting. And it would solve problems, but I don't really want to go there, you know. I mean, I I just need to clean it, not blow it up. Catherine, when you're solving problems, you generally want to avoid causing new problems. Right. That would be horrible. So there are different, definitely more. There are better ways to solve problems and there are worse ways to solve problems. Mm -hmm. A better way to solve a problem is by not making more problems. Okay. Anyway, so that's my side thing. I do feel really bad because we never did some follow-up that we should, we are several episodes oh, late on it. now. Do okay. you remember we talked about fake birds? Birds are all fake. Uh-huh. 
Right. And we said, go look at that CIA video where they right. interview the CIA agent. At the end of it, they ask, the interviewer asks, so you deleted all the videos? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all gone. It's all destroyed. And then he says, well, almost. And you didn't get the joke. And it's kind of the thing that I think I probably breaks down our, uh, along gender lines and the way he said it. And it was a beautifully acted piece. Uh-huh. The guys in the audience, we understood mm-hmm. that he meant that, you know, if you have aerial surveillance from fake birds you're going to pick up probably some pictures of some naked people and those are the ones that you saved so not everything that was the joke that was the joke so it was maybe a male joke okay well thanks for clarifying that yeah i thought it was worth because i said you know watch the video and if you didn't understand the joke at the end i'll we'll come back and tell you so i'm sorry that it took several episodes to remember to do that but hey better late than never Better late than never, and now it's so clear that I can't stop thinking about it. Do you think any of the birds got you on tape? I don't go out in my yard. Oh, natural? No, I don't go out in my yard clothed. Right, so you go out or naked. Or naked. No, no, oh. I don't go out in my yard. That's why it looks like hell out there. Well, that's just, just crazy. Looks, yeah, and if I do go out not anymore, I wear a bucket hat and a mask. So I'm full K-pop, undercover. I, 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 I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. Just, so I'm going to move on. <laughs> Other follow-up, I think it's just important to remember that we've okay. at the, at, in the past we had to remind people that we're not lawyers. Don't take any advice we give as law. Uh-huh. Why did we have to do that? Well, in the past that was because we were talking about is it legal to take pictures of art? Oh, is it? I don't want to re-litigate that. Okay, don't rehash it. Yeah, don't re-litigate we, it. The whole point is we don't know. We, we don't know. We, I have my opinions, but I'm not a lawyer, so don't take what I say with any... Right. Well, we'll see when I take pictures of art and publish it. Anyway. <laughs> see if you get arrested. That, that's <laughs> that's good test. Yeah, or, or kicked out of the museum. But Go anyway, ahead. I wasn't even talking. I was just saying that in reference to also we're not scientists. So sometimes we do scientific research or criticism. Mm-hmm. Just be aware that we're also not scientists. If you want real scientific criticism, go to places like Cat Epidemiologist on TikTok. I know it's TikTok. Or Very Bad Wizards, which is a podcast which a Uh psychiatrist and a philosopher. So they go through all kinds of nonsense on that podcast. Or Andy on Health, who's also on TikTok. She's a nutritionist and she spends all of her day, God bless her. I don't know. I can't believe I just said I don't think I've ever said God bless anyone before in in my life. But... She does a lot of thankless work to debunk all the nonsense people are saying on TikTok about nutrition. It is what was shocking. her name? Andy does healthy. A N D Y or Andy I? Uh, why Andy does okay. healthy? Okay, thank you. She got banned because she was talking too much science. Oh, for God's sakes! Doesn't happen to any of the crazy people. It just happens to the normal people actually doing science on there. Yeah, like don't you know? Let's just not inform people of something interesting and good. Let's just well, ban them. You know, a lot of it is based on uh, feedback they get from users, and when she debunks all these really popular quote nutrition people on you mm-hmm. on TikTok, mm-hmm. uh, their fans get mad and, and report back. Oh, on, I know on fans are fans can be brutal. They suck. Our fans are cool. Yeah, as long as they you know buy our t- stickers. <laughs> God, I feel like such a shill now. Saying, I'm just I'm just joking I, when I say you can buy the stickers, but I'm not I'm not trying to push anyone. To I bought a bunch stickers. of stickers and I just give them away. Just buy more. Yeah, we'll have to support our own habit. Well, no, you support me through your <laughs> your habit anyway. Anyway, what else are we following up on, James? Um, we talked about that fake Basquiat at the oh, yeah. Orlando Museum of Art, mm-hmm. and I, I complained bitterly about their website, and I thought. It was. It would been. It'd be worth following up with a really impressive museum website. Like their website is 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 an example of how not to do 
a, a website for a museum? Well, I stumbled across one that was uh, really good. Oh, which museum? The Metropolitan Museum of Art. Oh, I follow them. I love them. The Met. I joined them. The New, Met. New York City has an amazing website. They even will show you precisely. You can look up a work. Yes. And they will show you precisely on a 3D map, or I guess it's a 2D map. They will show you on a map precisely what gallery it's in. And just as one example, they also have fly-throughs, like fly-through videos, 360 mm-hmm. videos. Like you can literally on YouTube pull up one of these videos and pan around as you're flying through the, the museum. It's not just a, like a straight fly-through. It's a 3D fly-through. Right. It's phenomenal. It's freaking crazy. So I, I, I think they did a great job. Plus, it was a wonderful museum. I do kind of wish we had something like that here. If, if that was down the street, boy, that would be nice. There is a museum down the street from you. Yeah, but it's not like the Met. Oh, it's nothing like the Met. Yeah, the Met is, is a kind of a unique thing. Oh, and uh, more follow-up on the, on the OMA, the Orlando Museum of Art. Uh-huh. That DeGraft guy who's running it. Uh, yeah. I think one of the points I failed to really make and bring uh-huh. home was right. the reason I was so angry at him. Right. And, and why it's such a responsibility on curators and the people who run the museums to not allow fakes in their museum is because mm-hmm. it gives credibility to the fake. If you put a fake in your museum, the person who owns that fake can point to that museum exhibit as being proof that it's a genuine article. Otherwise, why would it be shown in a museum? It gives it a, a platform that they can then use to sell. And then slowly but surely this thing becomes accepted as, as, quote, a real work from the artist. And that is very dangerous. It is dangerous. I think it affects the entire art world and definitely affects the body of work, like in this case for Basquiat. Right. Because it kind of starts eroding away at that other, well, you know, it the it can, it, it can, It's confusing, yes. As we said in, the, in that episode, they didn't look like Basquiat's. No. So it not can confuse the whole body of work from the artist, especially mm-hmm. when it's not that big. You know, it recalls that episode we we talked about where the uh, the people who were doing the authentication of the works would see the same fake work over and over again because it would it would still be sold in the on the black market or just by people who didn't know what they were buying. It's easy for a fraudulent work of art to get in the system. It's really hard to purge that artwork from the system. Is it? But we saw, it, like I said, in that in the episode we discussed the authenticator seeing the same piece over and over again because oh, right. people would just sell it again and to unknowing buyers important if you care about art it is important if you care about art i care about art did you care that someone threw cake at the mona lisa i didn't <laughs> because it hit the glass in front of the mona lisa so who cares i know i know <laughs> it seemed like they were trying to make that in such such a story i was like i don't care if you I want know. to throw cake at anything throw cake at me i'm hungry I know, let them eat cake. I mean, maybe this is a good reason to go to the Mona Lisa, to stand in front of the Mona Lisa for the next time someone tries to throw a cake at it and get some cake, free cake. Right. When I first saw the article, because it was, it was like, Mona Lisa attacked at Louvre yeah. by a vandal posing as an elderly woman. There you go, an elderly woman again. More old woman. You know, yeah, rolled up in a wheelchair, threw cake at the painting. I was horrified. And then I'm like, well, isn't there bulletproof glass? And as I read through the article, they're like, yeah, it hit the bulletproof glass. There's like videos of the guy wiping off the glass. It was actually, I thought, kind of hysterical. Yeah, and then they said they had video of it. And they didn't have they video did. of it. They had video of the guy wiping it down. Yeah, they had video of the guy wiping it down and the guy, the cake thrower. Yeah, but not throwing the, I want to see the, the moment I wanted to see thrown. the throwing. I know, Otherwise, that would have been, yeah, that would have been priceless. That would have been a meme for like all memes to come. That would have been awesome, just hurling a big piece of cake. But no, he was standing there just yelling. 
You know, funniest thing so. is if you know if, um, Banksy could get in there and shred it, press a button, and say "ha ha," put a shredder <laughs> in the frame of the Mona Lisa. Yeah, the Mona Lisa. That oh, would that be a would pr- now that would be a prank. That would be horrific. I'm just thinking that I want free cake. That's all I take away from it. Why the hell are they wasting cake on the Mona Lisa? It's not like she know. can enjoy it. You wonder what? Why are people acting out so crazily? Well, it's not just you know. This is normal. This happens every couple of years with the Mona Lisa. It's it's a big big thing that people like to screw with. So it happens. Why is that though? I mean, what what about her? Why is it just Catherine, because... do you really want me to tell you why? I do. I want you to explain oh, it in fine. great detail. This is not going to make you happy, though. Oh, why? People suck. Oh, well, that makes me happy. That's understandable. I know that. That's all it is. People suck. People do suck. And sometimes they want to suck and let everyone else see their suckage, so they, they go to the biggest venue they can think of. And just make it suck worse. Yes. Bunch of assholes. So I think we should just outlaw people. I think so. Or better yet, you know, what What they say in disgust and futility, I say with reverence and awe. Mm-hmm. Soylent Green is people. Damn it. If we just started eating people, a lot of these problems would go away. Oh, God, you know. Oh, God. No. It's a rallying cry for the future. No. Soylent people. Or, Soylent people Soylent, are green. Soylent Green is people. It is. <laughs> this is how you fix the world, Catherine. Step number one. Well, make start that eating. our next merch. Eat your neighbor. That's the f- that's the best thing you can do this this week. Oh my God! <laughs> Eat your neighbor. Speaking of eating, have you been to the grocery store lately? Uh, last week. Oh my God! They didn't have any goddamn soy milk. There is so much they don't have. The only problem I had was the soy milk. Every they had everything else. Oh. They even had the Tai Chi. Or the yeah, the Tai Chi. Yeah, the Tai the Chi. That my wife. Tai Chi. Tea chai? What is it? Oh, chai, chai tea. tea. Chai tea, sorry. Oh, a Costco? It's from my wife. No, it was at uh, Target that my wife needs to drink. So that was good. You don't have internet. You don't have groceries. Are they trying to starve you out there? What's going on? I don't know. Well, the internet seems, I don't even want to say it seems fixed because I don't want to jinx anything. I feel like they've just, they're trying to shut down West Phoenix. Well, you know, I'm okay if I could sell my house for what I just Googled it this morning and they said that like, it's sort of around that price. I'd be so gone. I just don't know where to go. Yeah, but what, can, you, can you buy anything for that? I don't know. Maybe. I could move back to Lyle and buy my cus- my, my uncle's old house. Well, there's that. Yeah, at least you know what you're getting. Uh, or you could buy an RV, as I mentioned before. Oh, Actually, I just saw an RV. I just dropped my son off at, up in Durango so he yeah. could spend a month at camp. This is crazy. Wait, you Actually, went to Durango, Colorado? We're, yeah, we're paying for him to go hike and, and backpack for a, for a month. So he's going to be sleeping on the ground under a tarp for the next four weeks. Uh-huh. And I was thinking on the way back, saying, we could have just sent him to San Francisco if he wanted that experience. So it's not to go all the way up to, you know, <laughs> out in the wilderness. He can just go to downtown San Francisco and sleep on the street. That's hilarious. But it actually isn't. Would have been cheaper. No, it's not. It's, uh, it's, it's pathetic. No yeah, the last <laughs> time I was in San Francisco, I don't even think I want to go back. Yeah, who would? It's ridiculous. They have no it idea is. what they're doing over there. No one really seems to care because they just turned a blind eye. I swear people were sticking to the street like they were in Calcutta. It was horrible. Well, that's a good correlation. My brother-in-law and sister-in-law live up there, and uh, he bought an RV, I guess, about six months ago, maybe a year ago. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a special RV because it's on the back of a pickup truck, but most of those are kind of crummy because they're, they fit in the bed. 
This right. one actually is built on into the the pickup. It's a pickup, not just like a cargo van, but it's an actual pickup. So it's not really a class C, but it was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool, and it was kind of old, but uh, it was expensive. You know, this mm-hmm. is a rare thing. But RVs, if you could afford an RV, mm-hmm. you know, sell your house and maybe buy part of an RV, buy a timeshare <laughs> RV. Oh my God! No, I I'm no. That, that's just <laughs> too close to camping. Well, you get to an RV camp and plug it in and it's just like a small house that leaks and stuff (laughs) no no i need a better fix than that i don't know what i need it's like a house but worse yeah i have enough going on here and this is a brick building the other interesting thing was uh i was up there i stayed at my Mm -hmm. brother-in-law and sister-in-law's house and she's a ceramicist and i noticed that uh, she she had a new toy is this uh vinyl cutter so it can cut it's about the size of a small printer and you can basically feed it a digital file and it'll cut out little stencils for you oh and not that she was doing i thought she was doing a really interesting thing she was cutting out these little stencils of whales and other mm-hmm. marine animals and she was using it to glaze some handmade mugs that she was making oh and what i found interesting about it you know you could paint a whale or whatever you wanted on there but because she had printed out and used it as a stencil it had a very distinct look to it it was more I, I, the only way i can describe it is it was more graphical and it made me start thinking again about how you know, little details are important and can really mm-hmm. affect how someone reads and sees a thing. I just thought that was so interesting. But it probably isn't. That okay. is interesting. Maybe it is. But every, and, and, and she has this beautiful monoprint in her in her living room. Mm-hmm. And it's just really simple. It's probably about 20 by 20 inches or something mm-hmm. along those lines. So it's a medium-sized piece. And it looks like the artist would have started off with a, a copper plate like you would for an etching. Mm-hmm. And she inks the whole thing. And then what I love about it is that she wipes out, she wipes off most of it, and that's how she's basically painting. She's painting by removing the ink. So oh, it's a reduction is, technique, right? Yeah, and you, it's almost like scratchboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually a very similar scratchboard because you can very easily, you can very readily see the marks that she's making mm-hmm. as she's wiping off the, uh, with a, like with a was rag. Was it a print right? so, or di- like was it printed? Yeah, it's a print. So it's a monoprint. So once she's finished wiping right, okay. off, she runs it you through the that. press one time. Right. And so the marks are really nice, and she had a remarkably beautiful way of sculpting the space. It was non it was non objective. It wasn't a figure. It wasn't mm-hmm, figurative. It was mm-hmm. just it was basically just lines and some gradation, mm-hmm. beautifully balanced. And I, I, of course, the colorist in me is looking at that, and I just want to go in with a crayon and mm-hmm. fill it in. Right. <laughs> it's probably I don't think anybody would, would appreciate that. But the other thing that that really struck me is if you look closely at it, you can see that the plate has some scratches in it. Some, okay. You know, from long term use, so you have the marks from the wipe from being wiped off, and then you have this other layer. Basically, this it gives it gives a little more depth of these uh-huh. little fine scratches that are just part of the plate now. Oh, interesting. And that, I got the same kind of sense there. It's like, wow, you know, these these, these little details, it's how you choose to do things mm-hmm. have, can have such a profound effect on the on the final piece because this printmaker's sense of negative space is fantastic or, or being able to split up the space in just an artistic way is, mm-hmm. is very strong. But then having that layering in it adds so much depth to it. Oh, like, I wish I could see the piece now. Well, I'm sorry. Because I love uh, that. Maybe I will have my sister-in-law take a picture and uh, I will share it with you or I probably at one point it's probably my phone somewhere I probably took a picture of it at one point right you know I was I I didn't end up taking the printmaking class that I'd signed up for this summer for various and sundry reasons but I did take a printmaking workshop it was over several weekends it was a workshop that was you know and was a figure drawing slash print thing and we did stuff on exactly what you're saying 
where we did the reductive method with the inks and then ran it through the, I'm not pronouncing it correctly, the intaglio press. It was like a oh, one-shot deal. Intaglio, intaglio mm-hmm. press. <clears throat> and so I did the figure and... Um, I still have the original drawing, like the original painting, but the print that came out, I did such a bad job differentiating that when they printed it, my female figure looked like she had a penis. Very, That's very progressive of you, Catherine. And I ended up shredding that. I no longer have that piece. <laughs> I'll send well, it now, to you. I think you've uh, just... Uh, Unwoke yourself. Well, I unwoke myself years ago. But the only reason I shredded it, I shredded it in, immediately after I got it home because they like posted it. You know, we had to go back and then people would critique your work. And when I saw it and people were just like laughing and I was so embarrassed. You asked me why I have art anxiety in classes. That's probably one of the seminal incidents that no pun intended. But, um, you know, I mean, it just really got to me. To be openly mocked by my, my, my peers, who none of them were like fantastic artists. Like this wasn't some, you know, it was like a freaking workshop for God's sakes. And I had fun up until that point, And then I just wanted to bury myself deep into sand. You're in a vulnerable spot. You're learning. Mm-hmm. Anyway, screw art students. They can be cruel. <laughs> I've been painting on those, um, on my garbage torsos. Mm-hmm. I need to learn how to paint leaves or I'm just going with a naive look because this is an epic fail. Like the problem I'm having, the canvas I created is made out of garbage, you know, it's paper. And um, it is not, there's no tooth to it per se. It's just rugged. And so it's very difficult to paint on. I mean, I guess if I was actually a good painter, it might not be such a challenge. But being that I'm not, it's been quite the horror show. I'm almost done with the piece because at some point I'm just going to have to call it. And I'm going to keep going. I'm going to make more of these. You should. Because I have tons of packing material to work through. And I just got another box from Hivebrands.com yesterday. Mm -hmm. So there's even more packing material. I'm thrilled. So I'm getting my clay all mushed up. I'm getting it all ready to go. Soaking paper. Great. Good luck with it. I know. Thank you. But I'll share that at some point. If you mock me, it's done. Well, or you can mock yeah. me. I'm okay now. I've grown up a little bit emotionally. I'm tougher. My theory in, in education is mm-hmm. that you you crack your students, you break them down to the, the fundaments, and then you rebuild mm-hmm. them in your own image. I mean, isn't that what education's <laughs> all about? It, maybe in this country, is it? Well, I wish it was even about that. I know. God, that would be something. It would be. As opposed to nothing, which is both this podcast and our educational system. Yes, it is. Should we call it a day? Yeah. <laughs> sure yeah i mean i guess this wasn't really about anything this particular episode we were just doing follow-up and stuff yeah is there anything else you want to talk about Catherine? there's all kinds of things i want to talk about but that no one wants to hear i see betty rubble do you like betty who doesn't like betty i think of the two female leads on the flintstones <laughs> female leads i would have chosen betty as a role model and maybe i did i just like brunettes she was just cuter even though i've married a blonde oh yeah you do. anyway okay well so much for this yeah what are you doing today after this editing this goddamn podcast okay great (laughs) (laughs) this train wreck of a podcast no we're doing good we're doing good we have new listeners plumbers everyone's into us (laughs) okay talk to you later bye. bye